Welcome to Make Today Count, your 20 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate and inspire an abundant life. I'm your host Ross Dean and each episode I chat to thought leaders, influencers and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go that extra mile. Pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them. Powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. Okay, hi guys and welcome back to Make Today Count and today we've got Sarah Garshaw. How are you doing? Um, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on the show today. Um, you know, when we, when we kind of touched base a little bit beforehand, it was interesting to sort of, I guess we're in a time now and we've had a little chat off offline before we came on, um, is the kind of the kind of the position that we're in now, you know, with a lot of us being at home um, for lots of different reasons, but, but certainly the one that we're living in at the moment. And, you know, this kind of whole thing around living with intention, I think is, is really prevalent in the time yeah. we, we speak at this time now and um, I'm really looking forward to kind of exploring some of those ways that we can kind of um, you know address these things with, with yoga and mindfulness but if people haven't come across what you did before Sarah can you give us a little bit of background about um, how you got to where you are today? Yeah so I'm a yoga teacher and um, I've been teaching for six years now um, okay. I was living in Brighton where I did my training originally. I started off doing pregnancy yoga and then added to that over the years with postnatal um, hatha yoga and then kids yoga just recently. Um, But yeah, my background, I'm actually a chartered accountant and I originally found, (laughs) um, which I am still, I still work two days a week as an accountant, um, but it's a good balance. Um, So I come from quite a corporate background and it was all quite stressful. Um, and so originally got into yoga to kind of find a bit of like relaxation mm. and time out. Um, and yeah, then moving to Brighton, then there's obviously like lots of yoga stuff going on there. It's really great for finding loads of different classes and then got into hot yoga, mm-hmm. um, became pregnant with my daughter who's now seven and had to stop but then I came across um someone called Claire Madalena who runs what is now Lush Tums Pregnancy Yoga okay and she does lots of teacher training so I went to her classes and it just sort of changed the whole understanding of what yoga was all about so I think beforehand I thought it was all just like about the physical kind of exercise yeah and it just sort of opened my eyes to the other side of it so like the meditation the breath kind of really tuning inwards and noticing what's going on in your body and I just yeah. became really fascinated with all, all the like the science side of it of how yeah you can kind of regulate your emotions a little bit with it and yeah it's just fascinating so I've just been learning ever since really and that's brought you on to now doing your own teaching um here in Suffolk yeah yeah and... so moved back um five years ago now okay. um when I was pregnant with my son yeah. And yeah, just started teaching once he was, I think he was only a couple of months old, maybe. But mm. yeah, just been teaching ever since, really. And um, doing the classes locally in Ipswich. 
Perfect. And you mentioned before that obviously you were in accountancy um, prior to, yeah. to getting into, into yoga. <laughs> um, and it's funny for a lot of the people that I, I kind of speak to in these kind of conversations, you know, the things that they're doing now has come out of a situation that's maybe looking, you know, at the time they're looking to enhance their lives in different ways or maybe change things. Um, so yeah. at, th- at that point in time, yoga and sort of mindfulness and, and um, things in that direction were a real help you I guess in kind of managing managing stress levels and that kind of stuff yeah and I still work as an accountant now and Mm. I definitely find that like if I find that I'm getting a bit stressed or kind of anxious then I can build like kind of lean on those yoga tools and yeah kind of be really aware of what's going on so everything feels a lot more in balance so yeah it's a great kind of toolbox great kind of toolbox for everyone to have isn't it you know in that respect times so um, Sarah, so, so we're going to talk about living with intention today. And I think for anyone that's kind of spent any time online or Instagram or, or any, any of those kind of social streams, that it's a it's a phrase and a term that gets kind of thrown around a lot. Um, and, and I guess to a lot of people, it can mean different things, depending on your kind of background and, 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 and what you're doing. But in regards to what you do, Sarah, what does kind of living with intention uh, mean to you? Okay, so I think it's like the opposite of living on autopilot. Mm. And I think I say that from a kind of personal perspective as well. So I feel like a lot of the time in life, um, say like through school, if you go yeah. to university or something, you have like these set routes that you sort of follow. You yeah, might choose yeah. certain subjects at school and you just sort of follow that path. But you don't necessarily get taught the skills to really like, delve a bit deeper into yeah. what your values are and your interests um and just to, like kind of take a step back and work out if that's kind of going to make you happy in the long term yeah so definitely. I think living with intention is kind of taking that step back and having that awareness of like what kind of builds your energy levels up what kind of things in your life are the things that make you feel happy and fulfilled and then using those to direct where you kind of use your limited time and energy. Um, so it's kind of like living with choice, really, and making those choices on a daily basis. Yeah. And I guess with a lot of these things, we kind of, we we don't know what we don't know in that respect, doesn't it? You know, if, if we've yeah. um, always gone um, living our lives in a certain way, it often usually presents itself in some kind of um challenge that we have at some point that kind of opens ourselves up to um you know um a new way of thinking a new way of living or that kind of stuff in in your experience does it always kind of manifest itself for people that you work with in kind of something like an event or something that happens which makes them kind of gives them the, the space to kind of step back and sort of reevaluate things um, yeah, sometimes. I guess I work with a lot of people who are pregnant or they've mm. just had children. And I think that definitely throws up a lot of kind of challenge mm. in of terms course, of yeah. it, do they need to change direction? It just kind of makes people reassess, I think. Um, yeah. But also it could be just that there is a general like underlying level of stress and anxiety mm. and they might not necessarily have... They might just think, oh, they're stressed rather than there's actually something that could be causing it. So I think sometimes people turn to yoga because they're feeling stressed or maybe have like depressive episodes um, and yeah. they've been recommended it by a friend or something. But I think that could be the turning point for some people rather than like a life event. So it could be like a kind of feeling that has crept on gradually. Um, yeah. 
and you mentioned there as well you know a lot of people that you work with are in those um stages of pregnancy which you know for many especially if they're a new mum um that's there's, there's a there's a lot going on isn't there there's kind of like um if they haven't gone through it before with other ch- with other children of their own it's kind of like expectation and all these things yeah. about what, what they feel that they should be doing so it's it's yeah. a really good I guess it's a really good opportunity to kind of sit well what's going to work for me and and how am I best to kind of navigate through some of this stuff yeah definitely and it's all about your um identity as well so you might mm. kind of identify with your career and not really questioned it so you yeah and then all of a sudden everything changes and you're you might end up feeling a bit lost which I think is what happens to quite a lot of yeah my classes and from your experience um yourself Sarah and as kind of the people that you've you've worked with and and kind of trained in some of this type of thing um what do you kind of see is um the sort of the key benefits of kind of taking a step back and and, and living with a bit more intention in that way um I think it gives you so yoga, like the classes themselves, I think it gives you these little tools that you can use. You become more aware of like your breath. And maybe if you are feeling anxious, sometimes you don't notice it. But I think once okay. you've started doing yoga and things like that, you start to be a bit more observant of mm. how you're um, feeling. And that can be really useful. I think it just gives you space away from like all the busyness in life as well so people come to class I think to really get that time for themselves where they're given permission to press pause and just not have all of those kind of obligations and responsibilities like even if it's just for an hour um, yeah and I think also yeah. you know from from speaking from my experience not so much on the yoga but on the on the meditation side um you know I think a lot of this these things and and you mentioned about stress and those sort of things is that, you know, sometimes we go through life just thinking that what we're experiencing is the norm. You know, we yeah. may, you may think that, you know, if we have a stressful situation, um, I feel like this or I feel like that. And you just accept that as the norm because it's happened for a, a you know, it could be years, could be, you know, all your life. You've always acted yeah. in that way. So in, until you kind of find something that's a little bit different, it's only then for my experience anyway, that it's kind of like, Oh, it doesn't have to be like this. There's ways that I can kind of, um, help myself and manipulate breathing and, and that kind of stuff to really um can really change things and that's really kind of kind of a euphoric feeling isn't it you know when you go through that yeah. and and, re- and realize that it's you know there is a different way of of living in this you know with some of this stuff um do, have you found that yourself as you've kind of um you know progressed with your own practices that um you know it's kind of quite surprising when you first kind of turn that corner isn't it yeah definitely so i think the sentence that's coming to mind is like your thoughts don't define you your emotions Mm. don't define you and actually Mm. once you practice meditation and you become a bit more used to it you realize that you can ignore those thoughts so if you are feeling like stressed or anxious you do have a choice whether you let that Mm. kind of enter into your realm obviously if it's like a really major thing especially like what we're experiencing at the moment um yeah it's you might be able to do it for a few minutes. It's just going to keep coming back. But um, I think (laughs) the the tools are there and it definitely does help. It's just, um, yeah, I think so. It's really helpful, I think, to just actually realise that your brain does certain things and Mm. you can actually watch it doing like what scientists tell you it's doing. I think it's um, quite amazing. No, indeed. Um, And I think, you know, 
in in my experience at least when i've kind of spoken to people that maybe aren't haven't yet experienced um yoga or meditation or mindfulness um it's it's for a lot of people it's kind of one of them things that they've kind of seen and they think they may want to do it um but for, for certain reasons they've told themselves that they can't for um for many different things why do you think sometimes we we see these things as things we we think would really benefit our lives but we just kind of don't put them too high on our to-do list is it just not having the time or what's your experience of that I think um like yoga and meditation does have a certain image I think like you might people tend to think oh I'm not the type of person that would do that Mm. um and I like a lot of people say oh, I can't come to yoga I'm not very flexible and it's almost okay. like they feel yeah. like they would embarrass themselves by coming along and I always try and explain that everyone starts off inflexible in general mm. yeah. <laughs> it's only through coming to yoga that you actually develop that flexibility yeah and um yeah and I think also sometimes people have maybe given meditation a go maybe like through an app or something yeah but then just thought this isn't really working because they think mm. that maybe they're going to get some kind of like stopping their thoughts and feeling calm after a few minutes and then just sort of thinking that they were doing it wrong. Um, yeah. I, I think, perception, so is, I think uh, per- perception around some of this stuff is, is really powerful, isn't it? You know, if we think about yeah. kind of the archetypal um, y- yoga um, instructor that's, you know, we, we've seen in films and TVs, they kind of yeah. maybe, they don't think they maybe fit that sort of hippie-ish type of um, persona or if it's um, meditation, you sort of, you could create this, this or thought. something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So it's, it's you know, and, and I think we're, we're a lot better now, you know, as it's kind of come more into the mainstream and there are lots of different people doing it in all different ways, um, that there are so many ways that you can be mindful and to, to get into some of this stuff. Um, and, and that's a really good thing, I think. Have you seen kind of a, um, a more kind of diverse kind of audience from what you've been doing over, over the sort of years? Definitely. And I guess because coming from Brighton, it was a bit more um, yeah. bohemian. Kind yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Yoga is everywhere. And when I moved back to Ipswich like five years ago, I was really mm. surprised at how few yoga classes there are. Yeah, but it's yeah. definitely over that period has like there's so many more yoga teachers and it's like I think it's a lot more I don't know what the word is it's gone more mainstream around this yeah. part of the country as well um and I think people are more up for giving it a go yeah so. and, and I think like you say you touched upon the apps and that kind of thing it's just more accessible I think now you know there's yeah you know, there's, there's the opportunity with apps and things like that especially for meditation whereby if someone wants to kind of take that first step i guess into into exploring some of this stuff they can do so from the comfort of their their own home they don't feel kind of um you know they don't feel maybe apprehensive about attending a class or you know they can kind of do some of this stuff from from home and um yeah it's it's i think it's it's really good in that kind of there's been a real shift you know in the last couple of years and especially if we think about you know you mentioned about Ipswich and kind of the local facility where we live now you know there there are sort of a few more choices now aren't there from from say five yeah, years definitely. ago or, or some of this stuff which is which is really great um if someone was kind of to have a chat with you and they was kind of to say look I really want to um I really want to get into some of this stuff but I'm not yet sold what would you say that they were kind of missing out on when it comes to um getting involved with um, yoga or, or or mindfulness or this kind of thing what would be your kind of key things that you'd say that it may be from your experience that how it's, how it's kind of helped you um I think it really enables you to 
know yourself a bit better and so make choices that are going to kind of benefit you in the long run yeah and yeah I guess I think people are coming around more to the idea of living like true to themselves um but if you've read the book by Bronnie Ware the five regrets of the dying and like the main regret is that I've heard um, about it yeah yeah really interesting um and yeah the main regret is like wishing they'd had the courage to live a life true to themselves okay and I think it it just makes me think when like life is for living and you should like make the most of your time by doing Mm. things that are in line with what you enjoy um Mm. obviously that's not always possible but I do think if you're somebody that is like living on autopilot and not really sure what you like um you're missing a big opportunity by not doing things like yoga and meditation um Mm. and not getting to know yourself um because I think then that will open up opportunities for happiness and Mm. and a lot of the stuff as you mentioned is all about kind of having that awareness isn't it that kind of self-awareness of of what you're experiencing what would be some of the key key things you know if someone was kind of running on autopilot what are the things, the kind of general things that you kind of see that, um, I guess, what, what am I thinking about, kind of, um, is it a way that they're feeling or a way, you know, how can, how can we kind of identify maybe if we're running on autopilot yeah. for some of this stuff? A lot of people will be like, oh, I haven't got enough time to do that. I've mm. got to do this, this and this. Um, all this stuff needs doing. Oh, I just never have any time to do the things that I want to do. And I completely understand that feeling. Mm, um, yeah, of course. But, and I think it's like taking a step back from that feeling and then like saying, actually, I have a certain number of hours in a day. What is going, what is important to me? Am mm. I doing these things because I feel like I should or am I doing them because I want to? And yeah. so I think a feeling of like overwhelm and sort of lack of choice, I think, is like the key things mm. that I think people feel no definitely and I, and I think that this happens at different times for different people as well doesn't it you know we're all on our own journey in that respect and you know for some people it comes you know that realization comes earlier than others um but, but usually it's kind of triggered by something in yourself and you, you kind of think you know certainly from my experience it's kind of like how is this serving me you know is this yeah you know is, <laughs> is, is <laughs> acting like this I know I'm doing it I'm doing it every day I know there's other options out there. I haven't done it, you know, to date. So how is this serving me? And what could it be like if we tried some of this stuff? And uh, I think it's that thing is that if you're able to kind of lean into some of these ideas that you have and just take small steps or small, you know, little bits of action, um, you, I think you'll be really be surprised, you know, because I think it's all it takes, you know, just a little bit of action to get yourself going. Um, yeah. and you know, it's again, it's that perception thing at the end of the day, half these things aren't as bad as they are once you're in it and, and doing it. Um, and, and I'm guessing probably people feel that from when they start to come to the classes with you, um, probably they're, they maybe a bit apprehensive beforehand about, oh, who's going to be there? Am I going to be, they're going to be looking at me and as I do all this stuff and, um, you know, everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? You know, they're all having yeah. the same sort of thoughts. And then, you know, I imagine that there's some really lovely communities that are, and bonds that are made from people that sort of come to the classes as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely get a lot of people saying, oh, I was really worried about coming, but actually it's fine. Mm. <laughs> or like, oh, I'm not going to go near the front. And then after a few weeks, they're like not worried at all anymore. Um, I think it's 
that's natural isn't it anything that's new is a little bit scary and yeah and and you know especially if we're talking about um new mums or soon to be new mums as well it can be quite a lonely and isolating time for them isn't it if you don't have family members that have experienced similar things before so again putting yourself around like-minded people is 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 so powerful isn't it yeah definitely um so you know we spoke about yoga a little bit and just move on to to mindfulness as well and um i think again we can kind of have perceptions around what some of this stuff is and and this kind of the keywords of mindfulness meditation um are they similar things or do they for you at least or are they kind of um you know are they are they very different kind of um approaches or or skills um i think they're different but they do overlap um so I think meditation is more like a sort of um umbrella term for lots of different ways of kind of bringing your attention inwards yeah and kind of getting that I've heard it um explained like exercise for your mind so it's like you're going Mm. to the gym for your mind so you're setting aside like some time to like just yeah exercise your mind and improve kind of yeah. how you're feeling in that way yeah. um whereas mindfulness is more something that you can you can live mindfully or you could like you can bring aspects of mindfulness into whatever you're doing so mm. say I'm just I'm just sitting down you can't see me but um <laughs> I could be sitting <laughs> mindfully in that I'm really aware of like where my body is on the ground and noticing yeah. any sensations um that I'm feeling but um I'm not meditating but you can also practice, so where they overlap is that you can do um, mindfulness meditation yeah. where you just like have a mindful awareness of the breath and of any thoughts. So mindfulness is like attention, but without judgment. So yes. you might yeah. have a mindfulness meditation where you're noticing your thoughts and without judgment, just observing them. Yeah. So yeah I don't know does that explain no it does and I, <laughs> and, I, and I think it's again you know it's one of those things that I don't think people quite grasp is that in regards to mindfulness it could mean different things for different people so for example you know maybe if there was a particular type of music you loved you know spending some time on your own listening to that music and um, being mindful and and you know it, you know um, involving yourself with that music can be mindful in that sense in that yeah, you're, you're, you're you're absorbing the music that you love it could be a particular book or a um you know uh, an author that you love you know that could be mindful in that way and i think i think it hasn't always got to be a kind of a um a set thing where you sit down you cross your legs and you know that's yeah that, that's being mindful I, I think there's lots of different ways and, uh, and for me in my experience that was a kind of an an easy way of kind of getting into some of this stuff was to just think about what do I really love to do because um, sometimes we don't even think about that do we we know we no. we, we always know <laughs> we always know what we sh- we think we should be doing um, yeah but but what actually do we love so if you were to to have the the perfect Sunday say what would you be doing and you know that's different for a lot of people could be walking the dog down a, a certain track somewhere that you really love so that could be mindful in itself so I think I think for a lot of these things the perception is that it's 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 got to be something um where you sit down and specifically um follow kind of a um kind of a, an approach or a, or, a, or a process for some of this stuff but equally it can just be stuff that you you really love and and be mindful around that yeah um 
when I guess with um when people kind of start to get involved with some of this stuff and if they've if they've gone to a class and that's a great way um to kind of start off but what do you feel that people kind of I guess the, maybe the mistakes that they make around when they're starting some of this stuff um I'm guessing from um people kind of expect things to happen a bit too soon maybe maybe they yes. they have they, they have a preconceived thought around what meditation or yoga should be and what it actually is what how do you feel they kind of go wrong a little bit when they're first starting off I think um maybe comparing themselves to others mm. so say you come to a class and just thinking they're not very good in the whole you like when mm. I'm saying oh people say they're not flexible so I think yeah. people have an expectation of what yoga should be mm. whereas actually it's different for everyone depending on what your body is so I think maybe like pre conceived ideas and not meeting those expectations so I think I guess the kind of mistake people make is to have those um kind of preconceived ideas and which is completely understandable and I think also maybe trying to integrate too much too soon so I guess Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things online like oh you need to have a morning routine which I probably will be recommending, (laughs) but, um, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to spend an hour and I'm going to do 20 minutes of meditation. I'm going to do like a whole yoga video and I'm going to do that every day. So I think Mm. people like maybe trying to put too much on their plate and actually creating like a stressful situation out of something that should be relaxing and calming. Mm. I think like you say, it's easily done, isn't it? You know, only a a short, amount of time spent on instagram you'll get lots of different um opinions about what you should be doing you'll probably be people trying to sell you a certain mat and or you know all these certain things and it's like you know um so i guess to get into some of this stuff would you say it's just to kind of to i guess some of the easiest thing is maybe just to learn off someone else that's kind of had a had a great experience you know like anything else and um, a class is kind of a good way into that i guess yeah, I think it's a really good way in that it gives you a set amount of time where you can take yourself away from everything. So I think there's mm. online videos which are amazing, but I think when you're in your own home, there is a tendency to like just look around you and think of all the jobs that you should be doing rather than sitting there doing yeah. yoga. And it's just not, you can't kind of absorb as much, I don't think. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really, yeah. that's a really, that's a really great point. You know, the, the whole purpose of this stuff is that you're in a position where you can relax and, you know, yeah. shut, every, shut everything else off. Now, if you're choosing some of the, the home led stuff and, and maybe you've got, you know, you've got children at home, maybe you're working from home, there's lots of going on. Maybe that's not conducive to the, to what you need to do. And I, I know from, yeah. from, from my experience around sort of fitness and that kind of thing, having the accountability always also helps myself as well so yeah. if i know if i know that i'm booked into a class or at a specific time at a specific place for me anyway i'm more likely to kind of attend and want to attend yeah I, definitely I, I, think, I, I think again it's about being insightful and and sort of stepping back and thinking you know what's going to work best for me in my situation and the, and i guess also the way in which i um i learn because everyone learns differently don't they yeah there are yeah definitely um like learning from other people or some people mm. enjoy looking at books and learning that way but yeah 
Yeah. And I guess also the the good thing about um, learning in person is that you've got someone there to kind of um, ask questions to or, or kind of make adjustments to you and stuff as well, where maybe online, not so much as if you're just following, a, I guess, a tutorial. Um, but, yeah, um, and you can't see your own body and things mm. like that. So in the class, it's I think it's reassuring. Like if the teacher's walking around and not adjusting you, then you can be feeling like you're doing okay but I think when you're at home you can be a bit like this I don't know if this is meant to be this or not <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but but say for example say for example if we do think we do want to you know make some small steps maybe at home um and sort of use one of the sort of the online routes what's a good way of kind of putting ourselves in the right position to um kind of plan some of this stuff I'm guessing the first thing is kind of like um kind of like arranging the space that you're working in and making sure that it's conducive with what you want to be doing yeah I don't think there's too much that you need really Mm. so I would say first of all I'd say tell if there's somebody in your house as well just tell them that you're going to do it and that sort of (laughs) like (laughs) creates that accountability but also like if you have got children around or like it sort of just gives you that space like mentally as well as physically it kind of gives you permission doesn't it so I think that's the first thing like just say right I'm going to start Mm. doing yoga at home and I need a bit of quiet time um yeah and then in terms of like the actual space itself you only you need probably like enough room for a yoga mat and not much more really and then you can just use props and things that you've got already like cushions or even the book if you want to you could use that as a block um and things like tights or a tie a good yeah. use of straps so yeah you okay. can find most things around your house and yeah maybe somewhere quiet but it's not it's not completely necessary really I think part of yoga is sort of acceptance and I think mm. maybe accepting that you're not going to find somewhere that's completely quiet and you can go and meditate for 10 minutes without anyone yeah. interrupting you but just accept that that's going to happen and just sort of go with the flow yeah definitely from from the people that um have obviously come to your classes and um experience your training what are some of the kind of things that they've noticed about their kind of day-to-day lives since they've kind of been working with you and, and attending the classes anything that kind of um, sticks out as really sort of key achievements yeah I think so one person came recently um and she said that she hadn't slept through the night properly for years and the first oh, wow. class she did of mine <laughs> she slept through the night and then she's bought wow. her own yoga mat and she's now doing a little bit every night and she says that she's been like sleeping so much better which was mm. that was a massive kind of compliment really um but I was just really grateful that she made that space for herself that's really good um so that's yeah amazing. that's fine yeah, yeah. Um, and then other people so maybe like they've just been walking around for ages just feeling like quite stiff or they've got maybe like shoulder injuries and things like that and they've just not really done much about it and then they'll say oh since I've been coming to your class like I just feel so much better physically and my back aches gone or my shoulder ache is like getting so much better and Mm. a lot of people do say like if I because I sometimes don't do class if it's like half term or something like that and they'll be like oh I really missed it last week (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I think that shows me that it definitely does make a big difference Mm. that's a really great point you made as well because I think there's lots of when we start to um move forward in one direction there's lots of all these holistic 
other areas of our lives which just kind of start to click into place as well isn't there you know sometimes if our stress levels come down like you say we'll sleep better um yeah similar when we're sort of eating a little bit better or eating more nourishing foods or that kind of stuff it's it's really interesting all kind of the knock-on effects that some of this stuff has definitely and things like digestion so if you start becoming less anxious through the yoga like then things like if you've had digestive issues then things like that will start to improve so everything Mm. is interlinked um yeah so it's quite fascinating and i think you know as, as, as well another thing that um for me has been really nice as well is that once we start getting into these things and exploring some of these things you know we kind of are really good kind of um you know role model to kids as they grow up and um you know start to see some of this stuff because you know as kids especially um they won't necessarily take on what you've told them but they'll take on what they see you doing day to day yeah um and if they see you kind of getting involved with with yoga or meditation and you know they kind of think oh what's daddy doing what's mummy doing um you know maybe they need to get so for me it's been really nice in that once you start taking on some of this stuff it's something that you can then share with others um yeah and it's um, good skills to learn like to teach them i think yeah um, definitely and i think you know especially around meditation I, I still think it's something that you know we should be teaching as key skills at school you know in that respect yeah, on, the, on the curriculum because it has so much of a knock-on effect later in life and it just enables you to have those tools if you need to dip in and out of them at any time just that they're so they're so useful aren't they um so it's um it's um yeah i think um that's my Mango, I want to get it in schools. That'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, no, that I've just done my children's teach training for that very reason. Okay. I was thinking, oh wow. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Coming back to like the living with intention, I think it's mm. like if you can get to know yourself a bit more when you're making these choices for yeah. like what exams you're doing, things like that, yeah. then I think that would probably yeah nip some of these problems in the bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some there's some great little ways. I mean. I I use the the calm app um to do a lot of the stuff that I do and um we just got some headphones headphone splitters put it into the phone um so I could have two sets of headphones coming off um and I sit, just lay on, lay there on the bed with my daughter and um and, and do them and and that, and that's that's really nice because it's interesting to see kind of her take on it um because you know you can see the benefits obviously but then i say well how do you feel and you think oh i just feel kind of all floaty and (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's it's just just a nice it's just a nice thing to kind of share together i think as well kind of just those moments of having with your kids as well in a nice environment and as you know with we've got a lot of downtime now so there's lots of time to lovely time to meditate and to to do all this stuff so it's um, yeah opportunity make the opportunity indeed indeed um so when someone kind of works with you, obviously there's a kind of a um, a class that people can can kind of um, come and attend. What can people kind of expect from a class or a you know maybe a one to one around how to take them kind of from not knowing anything at all to getting them going with with with, with some of this stuff? How do you kind of move a client through that process? Um, so my classes are all quite. Um... I wouldn't say they're gentle. They def- they're definitely mm. like physically demanding, but I think yeah. the way that I do it is that I'll get people to hold poses in the correct way for like quite a long time, building yeah. strength. And so like, no matter what level you are, I think mm. you will find it challenging. Yeah. Um, so, but that means that if you come as a complete beginner, yeah. you have that time to like 
be told about alignment and kind of yeah. find your feet so it's yeah. not like a really fast-paced class where you're like trying to catch up so, and that's just like my personal style really um mm. yeah so I think it is quite an accessible class like all the different ones that I do and I because I focus a lot on like the relaxation side and the meditation and sort of strength rather than sort of the pace of the class that makes sense so okay, yeah, it is yeah. quite um I think it makes it accessible for all levels. No, definitely. And and do people just tend to kind of come once a week? Is that kind of the general kind of attendant? For this yeah, I have some people for the yoga for all that come twice um, and sometimes pregnancy as well. So yeah, it mm. just depends really, but generally like once a week. And then I sometimes do like workshops and things. So people might come along to those that are more kind of delving into self-care and like looking at living with intention that kind of mm. subject and it's a bit yeah. more talking about it and like I just recently did one where I did like some vision boards so people get okay. to take away things yeah. that they can build into mm. like their lives um but yeah I think I think that's the thing isn't it when you start to delve into some of this stuff it opens up a rabbit hole of what else can I do and what else can <laughs> exactly. I get involved with um <laughs> and you know that from spending any time on YouTube when you're sort of looking at something you think oh I'll go over here and have a look and I guess that's the, the, the lovely thing is that it's such a knock-on effect to some of this stuff they want to kind of explore other stuff um, yeah and um and, and that's really good and also especially with the yoga you know I'm guessing a lot of people would come maybe once a week but then they've got the means to to practice at home as well in between classes um, yeah and spend some time at their you know in their home sort of going over what they've learned in the previous class yeah and although this whole current situation is obviously not great mm. <laughs> it's actually forced me to be a bit more online I'll bring my yeah. classes properly online in the next mm. week or so but I've been doing some little videos on Instagram and so I have been able to see like mm. yeah. more people watching those and then messaging me and saying they have been doing it at home and I think that mm. has actually been really um lovely um and, so I think and that's, that's really a, helpful and also the beauty of that is that it's not like the pre-recorded videos to just follow you're actually there with them you know via the video chat or whatever other means yeah you've got. exactly um, and you're able to kind of interact and share stuff and um it's a really great way isn't it and it's kind of that stepping stone between a class and a, and a recorded video it's um it's yeah. um it's, it's, it's really great um you know that this podcast school make today count and the reason for it is that you know i want to in, in, involve people with conversations and um you know get them learning new things about different subjects and then for them to sort of have actionable things they can kind of take away from it and as we're talking about kind of yoga or or, or mindfulness and meditation if someone kind of thought you know this sounds really good and i I want to kind of take a, a small step. What would be kind of a, your, your kind of one tip? What would you give listeners that they can take action tomorrow if they wanted to kind of start living a little bit more with intention? So I think, I know I mentioned morning routines earlier. <laughs> mm. um, I think creating some sort of routine, even if it's only like five minutes or something. Yeah. And just when you wake up in the morning, make a conscious decision not to reach for your phone mm. and then just do a few little exercises so it might be just taking five breaths with your eyes closed or something so some sort of breath awareness closing okay. your eyes tuning in to how you're feeling mm. um 
and then I would do like start incorporating a few yoga moves even if it's just like rolling up and down into a forward fold and standing just doing some gentle stretches yeah um just for a few minutes and just starting to notice how your body feels Mm. um and before you just kind of automatically jump out of bed on your phone like dashing into the shower maybe like going to deal with whatever's going on in the house um Mm. and I think doing that first thing in the morning and maybe also like having a notebook or something and maybe just writing three things like what you want to do today or how you want to feel or it might be Mm -hmm. a gratitude practice so like three things you're grateful for so like having this little routine of a little bit of breath a little bit of movement and a little bit of like journaling I think that's a really like great start to just noticing your mood before the day starts and I think when you start off in that way I think the rest of the day Mm. kind of alters a little bit because you're not feeling on the back foot and it can only it can take like five minutes to just do that you can gradually start to make it longer but I do think five minutes is enough to make a difference I think that's the thing isn't it it's just about starting your day with the best foot forward isn't it and I think anything you can do anything you can do before you as you say pick up that phone and you can you know, <laughs> m- m- maybe 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 leave it at the other side of the, of the bedroom yeah, charge somewhere maybe even downstairs. leave in a different room <laughs> or something like that um because it, it does happen doesn't it the knee-jerk reaction now these days is to just is to reach for it um and you know many people say you know but i need to know what the time is um but just get another alarm clock get an old school alarm clock. yeah um you know one of the ones you just get on from amazon or something just set it up so you're going to be woken up um, and then just start incorporating some of this stuff. And I think exactly what you said there, getting your, you know, your, your breathing right, get some movement. Um, and then I think generally you just kind of feel better, don't you, as you then go along your day. Yeah. It's like you've kind of grabbed control of the day and yeah. you're and, yeah. and five, and, and five, 10 minutes is, is usually enough time before the kids start coming in and jumping on you and yeah know, <laughs> to get up anyway um yeah so, or get so them involved in the movement and get yeah. them to do the breathing if they will yeah yeah age. yeah get all do all together couldn't you, you could all just lay there on the bed and, <laughs> and, and do it together yeah he's about he's a bit optimistic Sarah, isn't it? i must admit yeah um you know you've got lots going on you you mentioned about sort of the online stuff that you've you, you're going to be exploring soon with um, sort of live classes and um, anything else you got new coming up in regards to that or was it just for you at the moment it's around that kind of online way of teaching yeah so I'm doing some kids teaching on Facebook at the moment through okay. the mama tribe Facebook yep. page okay. um, so that's like a sort of network um, for mums and they've, they've got a time there for the whole week to kind of keep people kind of busy I think during this time so I'm teaching there on Monday um at 11 for kids um and as I said yeah I've just started doing a Instagram live at seven o'clock every morning it does stay there all day so if you don't want to get up at seven and do it but um (laughs) I've just been sharing my normal like yoga practice which is like 15 minutes or something Mm. so that can be good inspiration if you're not really sure how to start moving about in the morning um yeah and then my website will in the next few days <laughs> be showing the details of the new online classes so i'll be doing pregnancy okay. um postnatal and yoga for all 
like some live Zoom classes, which will be available to sign up to. Yeah. And hopefully just some kind of watch as you want to videos will go up yeah. as well. But oh, perfect. yeah, it's all change at the moment. <laughs> lots, lots to set up on the website then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it'll all be good. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Um, and the best place to get in touch is it via Instagram or through the website or? Yeah, either. So Instagram, I'm at bright.and.well.yoga. Um, yeah. There's a Facebook page, which is Bright and Well Yoga. And the website is brightandwellyoga.com. And all of those have got like, you can message me. I'll look at all of them. So. Yeah, wonderful. So if you've liked what you listened to today and you want to get involved um, and you're in the kind of Suffolk area, um, you can get in touch with those. All the links as well will be on the show notes page of um, the website as well. So you can kind of click through to that as well. Um, Sarah, thank you so much. Um, it's been It's been really insightful to kind of go through some of this stuff. And, and I always would like to end... Um, the conversation with some gratitude and I think you know from from looking at your Instagram and from the way that you're helping people from young mums to you know all areas um, it's just it's just so so fantastic the sort of support that you're giving um, to many people in different communities so thank you for for putting that out there and, and I know that from the you know the move to online will just give so many people so much benefit from the comfort of their own home now that we're in this sort of situation um, that we find ourselves in at the moment. So um, thank you for everything that you're doing. It's, um, it's, it's really appreciated. Um, you're welcome. No, <laughs> you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> I know, definitely. Um, so that's it, guys. If you've enjoyed the conversation today, um, please get in touch. You can get in touch directly with Sarah um, or myself um, at, via the links on the um, homepage there. Also, if you really like the conversation, we really like your feedback. So be sure to leave some comments um, for this show. And also, if you're able to, we really love a uh, review over on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, but until next time, I've been Ross Dean. This has been Make Today Count, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.